Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. And today we're here with Bree Brown. She is the founder of Modern Manifestation. I'm so stoked to have her here. I mean, we're going to be really talking about manifesting finances, manifesting money into your life, and really adjusting your mindset to break through that rule of ones and threes, right? Past that million dollar barrier. A lot of you are stuck right there saying, you know, I did this off of pure saleability. What do I do next? And that's really kind of where we're going to be covering today with Bree. So Bree, say what's up to everybody and then we'll hop in. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So Bree, my first question for you, um, how do you get past the woo-woo of manifestation? <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a I lot of the- like energy and things like this that people talk yes. about. How do you get, how do you get to the root of it? Yes, that is a very common question. Actually, it's like so many people see the documentary The Secret and they're like, oh, okay, got it. It's like spirituality, woo-woo, energy, bullshit. Sorry, stuff. Got it. (laughs) And, you know, I really think that you have to think about manifestation less from like the spiritual energetic side and more from I think everyone can get behind the fact that your life is a direct representation of your identity, how you show up in the world, what healthy habits you have, what you're doing, and even the luck that you have. And some people just say manifestation is an, another way to say the luck that you have. And most people, especially entrepreneurs can agree that a lot of times luck can be created in the consistency and the mindset that you have and the things that you're doing day to day, really just the healthy habits that you're establishing. So that if you can look at manifestation that way, then you're already on board and you're already doing it. I love that. I mean, it's manifestation is more of a lifestyle than it is a an experience. So yes, that's, that's a thousand percent. You don't have to believe in, you know, all the woo woo energetic, you know, some people really love to go down the whole law of attraction thing. And it's like, you know, that's, that's fine. That could be your total cup of tea for other people. It's like, you know, you could still get some value from that idea without having to go down that more spiritual path. Well, and, and I'm grateful you have that take on it because I have a lot of people who will want to come on the show and they, they send me their bio and they're like, they are in kind of the more spirituality thing. Not that I'm against any of that. I'm just not hugely interested in it. And so it's really hard to have a great conversation about uh, something you have no interest in whatsoever. So, um, so when it comes to, to the manifestation and, and like you say, kind of creating your own luck, it kind of reminded me of a story of one of our guests who came she came on our show, probably one of our first guests, but she was talking about, you know, you make your own luck. People talk about waiting to open the door. And she's like, I just went to a hallway that had a lot of doors and started kicking them down. And I was like, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. You can quote it, quote me twice. You can use it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So for you, when when it comes to, to that lifestyle of manifestation, what are kind of the, the big tools and tactics that you use to help manifest more in your company? Yeah, I think the one thing that I would say most people could benefit from is getting clarity. Clarity on things that are keeping you stuck from a mindset perspective. So those beliefs that you have. Some people call them limiting beliefs. Some people call call them core beliefs, core values, whatever. Especially when it comes to money, I think that most people have beliefs around that that typically come from their childhood. So between the ages of like three and seven, your brain is operating in theta waves, which makes you more susceptible to 
pulling in data around you from your parents, your guardians, teachers, whatever. And so if you have parents with certain beliefs, say you grew up in a, a very frugal household or you grew up in a wealthy household, but money was treated a certain way that maybe had a negative connotation to it, you're absorbing that as a child. And sometimes as an adult, you're operating in some way from a mindset perspective, you may be too scarce, you may be too frugal, or you're not willing to invest in something for yourself based on these ideas and beliefs that were formed when you were a kid. And so I think the number one thing you can do for manifestation is just trying to address those things and saying, what, what is keeping me stuck right now? Is it really this external thing? Is it really this you know, program or the software that's really going to get me to the next level? Or is it really coming from within? What about me has kept me here? And having that real honest conversation with yourself and getting comfortable asking yourself that frequently, because for most people, the next step in your business isn't necessarily that next software or that next platform. It is what about me needs to change. Yeah. And I, and I love that because it's, it's, adjusting where you're at because I knew, so my, I'm actually a fifth generation entrepreneur, but the past four generations have been struggling, right. Or three generations mm-hmm. have actually been really struggling, um, with entrepreneurship and, uh, you know, nothing gets like my dad or anything cause he, he tried his best to, to make money through entrepreneurship, but I watched him fail a lot. It, it helped me love entrepreneurship, but it always made it seem like money was hard. It was really hard to get money. And when I kind of struck out on my own and started making money easily, I'm like, wow, I, I find myself even still today after making money being like, sometimes it just feels like, oh, it's hard to make money mm-hmm. and you feel like you have to work hard. So with that as a backdrop, how, how would you recommend overcoming those sort of, um, I guess that emotional baggage or how do you, how do you adjust that money view so that you can, can move forward? Yeah, I would say the number one thing in order to adjust the mindset, you have to know what it is. And a lot of people haven't done that work. They've just been going, going, going. And a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you are just trying to, to, you know, go to the next thing, make it successful, go to, you know, fine tune everything. But sometimes you forget to look within and say, am I doing that to myself? Am I really taking, asking my own questions about why I'm taking certain risks here and maybe not over here. And like you said, a lot of people, have that scarcity mindset from their parents. And, you know, you mentioned a really great example that I hear quite often is like making money needs to be hard. You have to struggle to make money. If that's your belief, start there and figure out how did this belief form? Because a lot of times people might have an issue that's way up here. You know, they can't get their business to the next level. And it's like an iceberg. It's like, yeah, that might be what your issue is today, but underneath the water, you know, what is, that's got to be supported by something. And that something is usually what happened, like I said, in that, that younger child rearing years, um, or not child rearing, but, you know, three to seven years old when you're in that theta state. And it's often, they're more of like these subconscious beliefs or these, you know, core beliefs that you have. And so asking that question, why do I have this belief that money is scarce? Or why do I have this belief that you have to overwork yourself in order to, to make money? And you can do that by asking questions like, what was my mom's belief around money? How much money did she make? How many hours a week did she have to work? And then asking the same thing about your dad and maybe any other figure in your life that was important to you as a child. You know, did you have someone you looked up to? Did you have a teacher, a mentor, a guardian, whoever that person was? Identify what their beliefs were what sort of examples they were setting for you, you know, when you were a kid were, you know, even asking questions like, did I ever feel the want for something? Did I ever feel that I was less than someone 
from a monetary perspective and really just diving in. And, and the questions for each person are going to be so different because it completely just depends on, on what the belief is, but really just trying to ask yourself as many questions as possible about what was my mindset about money as a kid? Did I think money came easily? Did I think it was hard? Did my parents tell me stuff like money doesn't grow on trees? I have to wait until payday you know, oh, you, I'm not just going to give you an allowance. You have to work for it. You have to work for things in this in this world. And you have to be a hard worker. And that's what it means to, to be a successful entrepreneur. You know, that's something my family struggled with because my family is a bunch of farmers. And so there was always this idea that you have to be extremely hardworking. You have to get your hands dirty in order to have money. And a lot of people just aren't associating their family beliefs around money. And they're like, oh, I don't believe that anymore. I've worked through that. And it's like, well, if you don't even know what it is, how do you know that you've worked through it? And if you're struggling right now to take that next step in your business and to take that next financial step, well, you have to have the clarity in realizing what actually is keeping you back. And if you can't even do that, well, then no wonder you're not able to, to move forward because you have some past stuff you got to deal with. Right. And so it's really identifying where, where you're at, where it came from. And then this is the part I've never actually understood about this process, right? Is what, what are the next steps, right? When you've, you've identified, you know where you're at, like what are the habits that need to be put in place or maybe the actions you need to take in order to break those and maybe reestablish a better thought process on money? Yeah. Well, clarity is the number one thing that's going to solve, not solve, but that is the most important step just because you have to know what it is you're struggling with in order to put any action items in, in, into place. And then once you've identified, oh, okay, this is what my belief is, or this is what I have, sub, you know, I've had in the back of my mind this whole time. And here's how I think it's playing out today. Really, that's the second question you need to ask. Like, how, how have I made decisions today that were supported by that? And what would I have done differently if I didn't have that belief? And do I really believe that? Is it really true? Or is that just something that was, again, put in my mind because of media, parents, whatever. And then what belief is actually more true and more meaningful for me? What do I actually want to believe? What would the $1 billion earner believe about this? Would they believe, would they believe the same thing or do they have a very different viewpoint? And so sometimes just stepping outside of yourself and say, regardless of what I believe, what would the person who has that billion dollars or that billion dollar business, what would they believe? And then sometimes just adopting those beliefs for yourself, even if it doesn't feel 100% true every time, it's all about repetition and habit. And so it's a much healthier habit to believe money grows on trees than it is that money is scarce and it doesn't grow on trees. It's like you have the choice to make. You can either take the positive or the negative and it's completely up to you, but which one's likely to help your business more? And if you're able to adopt that you know, billionaire mindset about something, chances are you're going to start acting more like that billionaire. And then we all kind of know how that affects your business. And so asking the question, you know, realizing how it's currently impacted you, what decisions you've made based on that current belief, what belief you'd rather have that's going to move you forward and then establishing that for yourself and then always having it in the back of your mind. So maybe you pull out your notes and you write it down exactly what that new belief is. And every time something related to money comes up and you find yourself kind of having that hitch, or that anxiety, we're like, oh no, I'm not going to invest in that coach, or I'm not going to invest in that course, or I'm not going to invest in X, Y, Z. Go back to that note and say, okay, is this coming from that place that I used to believe, which was money is scarce, or is this coming from that new billionaire mindset, which is the more I invest in myself, the more I'm investing in the business and the more we're going to grow. It's like you, you ask yourself that question very neutral 
you look at what it is that you're looking to invest in, and then you can ask yourself true or false questions. Is this consistent with that new belief? Is it not? Is this something that is healthy for the business long term? Is it not? And then you can use that as a, as a good gut check for yourself moving forward. Uh, that's brilliant. And what's interesting, I want to kind of pause here at this point in the process, because I feel like a lot of people who get stuck at the seven figure market, and I even feel I've seen this with a lot of our clients, is it's, it's always a tactical issue that they're worried about, right? I even see that for myself a lot of times. Oh, I need to, I need to fix some tactical issue, but nine, nine times out of 10, it's because you're just looking at it wrong. You're looking at the problem wrong. Um, so putting it in the context of somebody who's hit a million dollars in an annual generator revenue, right? Maybe they've been stuck there for two or three years and they're saying, I'm ready to quit. I'm just so sick of this business. Right? So what would you do if you were in their shoes in order to break that seven figure mark? Yeah, I would try to step outside of yourself. And really, you know, you can ask these questions in different ways. And sometimes it is about money. And sometimes too, it's just about, you know, a lot of times, of course, you and I were talking before we hit record about a lot of people, it is money, right? Because it's, I'm not willing to do X, Y, and Z, which can oftentimes go back to money. But then other times too, it's just within yourself, you know, what am I not what habits or, or what have I not changed that I've been resisting? And so a lot of people, they'll say, oh, I'm looking to get to that next step or I'm, you know, they're looking at all these technical things and then they're creating excuses. And they're like, oh, well, I can't do this or I can't do that. Or I, you know, I can't, can't, can't about all these various things or I could do this, but I'm not sure. And it's like, well, there's resistance there. So figuring out what that resistance is for you. And I think that a lot of times, especially if you're in that position where you're bringing up all the technical things, figuring out, do you really actually need those things X, Y, and Z, or is, are you just giving yourself an excuse that is outside of yourself? And that is more tangible because it's easier for you to conceptualize, or it's easier for your ego to swallow. Even a lot of people get to that place where they're like, okay, I am here and I am safe. I have made it to this amount of revenue that I've been gearing for. I now know how to do this and I feel good and successful. If I keep going and there's any amount of me that is worried that I'm not going to actually hit that number. That's scary. So instead of getting a huge ego hit, what can I identify externally that's outside of myself that's keeping me from getting there? And then once and you know that that's out, you know it's internal and that it's not actually a technical thing because as soon as that technical problem goes away, something else will pop up and then something else will pop up. It's never the external technicalities. It's always something that's within. And a lot of times you're just, your ego is going to want to point to everything else, but it's going back and it's really looking internally again and saying, what about me is not ready for that? And then when you start asking yourself that question, you know, maybe it is something around money. Maybe it's something around time. You know, I've had clients too, where we really get down to their self-sabotaging business because they might be a new parent or they might be wanting to start a family and they might have this fear of, oh, my dad was never home. My dad wasn't around a whole lot. And so when they start taking their business to the next level, that fear of, oh, my dad was a successful business person, but they were never around, they're still carrying that idea into their current business model. Not necessarily directly, but they have that belief in their mind. And they're, then that fear is causing them to make certain decisions that aren't helping them. And they may not be totally aware of it. So you have to really sit down and figure out like, 
what is it about me and asking that question and be willing to listen to whatever just comes to mind, even if it doesn't feel hundred percent right. You know, maybe it is about time. Maybe it is that fear around my parents were never home. And I don't want to do that same thing to my family. And I'm worried about what my success would do to, to them. You know, maybe it could be about the money. Sometimes it's about relationships too. Someone saw their parents get divorced, you know, when their mom or dad reached a certain level of success. And so it's like, a lot of times you really just got to look internally and say, well, what is it here that is not keeping me from being able to go to that next step? It's never the technicalities. I say rarely the technicalities. <laughs> I won't say never. Some, some people would argue, but I, I, I would agree with you. I think it's 90% mindset and, and determining that because I, I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking through like my personal experiences, you know, like watching my parents hit levels of success than losing everything. Right. And watching that, I mean, that's one of the big mental barriers I've had to work through is say, okay, even though I'm going to make a lot, doesn't mean I'm going to lose it. It means yes. it can compound, it can grow. I can acquire other companies, do other things to continue to grow our, our own company. So. Yeah. And that's I, yeah. a huge one after 08 too, because a lot of people did experience that firsthand depending on, you know, even if they were young adults or in school or what have you, that still had an impact on them. And if it wasn't direct, sometimes they saw a neighbor, a friend, someone they considered successful. Yeah. And I love that. Well, and, and let me ask you, this is a little bit of a, of a change of direction here, but, but what has you most excited right now about, um, about your industry? Most excited, you know, I primarily work with women and I think the most exciting thing is from my perspective is that so many women are fascinated and interested by, or getting into entrepreneurism significantly more than even 10 years ago, you know, the women around me, not, it wasn't really on anyone's mind, but I think that women are now realizing that this is really that step to autonomy. And I think that for women historically, much less today, but we, the things that have held us back in life have all been about autonomy. And for most of us, money is a way to gain that autonomy. So I get really excited about women stepping into entrepreneurism and stepping into that success and build, building their own wealth without relying on someone else, because I think that's a, a, a fantastic way for us to get to true gender equality. And, I, you know, I'm not going to plant a flag here or anything and, and talk really about that. But just I think it's important, though, that a lot of women are making this transition into entrepreneurism because things like, you know, I think domestic violence could easily be not easily, but I think that that's something that could have a less heavy implication if women are able to get out of situations because they have autonomy. And, you know, women in that are depressed in careers that are not fulfilling them, or, you know, there's any number of or women that want more kids, but feel that they can't afford them. It's like, there's so many different facets of people's lives that can be solved with autonomy. And that autonomy comes from having your own wealth, that you are self-sufficient. So I think that that's the most exciting thing for me is seeing so many women own this and saying, I'm going to create this for myself. So that way that's not an issue for me moving forward. And I can just make the decisions coming from a place of empowerment and not reacting to someone else's desires or needs or what have you. I love that because I mean, the ramifications of what you're doing is, is awesome. So I, I do love that. I completely agree. I think all of all the world's problems can be solved through entrepreneurship. That's just my belief. Um, I think that's <laughs> I the agree. Only, I think that's the only way they'll get solved is through people um, being entrepreneurial. Um, so I love that. Well, and, and so you've actually built your entire business around helping women to do this, to break these mindset barriers and to become very, very successful. So 
how can people gain access to you and what you're doing? Absolutely. The best way to reach me is to go to my website. You can find every link to me there. And that is www.themodernmanifestation.com. Awesome. So everybody, make sure you check that out. The Modern uh, modern Manifestation. That is a tongue twister. Alteration, I know. (laughs) Make sure you go check that out, everybody. We'll also link that in the description and um, in the show notes. So make sure you go to that website and check it out, especially if you're a lady who's saying, I'm stuck, Breeze your guy. Except she's a girl. So <laughs> Breeze your lady. Okay. No offense um, taken, I have all brothers. <laughs> um, anyway, so Bree, let's, let's um, I want to kind of wrap this up with one final question for you. So my final question is, if you could leave us with one final parting piece of guidance, what would that be? I'm trying not to list something that we've already talked about, so... That's, that's the, the hard part about the question. It's meant to probe. My advice would be if you're really stuck and you're wondering how to move forward, or if you're just having any sort of issue in life, just know that it's less about the doing and more about the being. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you want to fill your favorite platform with dream customers, then come join myself and thousands of others of hosts at theluckytitan.com slash tribe. Here you can find guests for your show, get featured on other shows, and discover the secrets to building an audience of raving fans. So once again, go create your free account at theluckytitan.com slash tribe.